Tonight we welcome Luke Erickson to the stage at the Phoenix Theater. Luke is a 17-year-old singer-songwriter from Petaluma who has devoted himself fully to music. He stands now on the precipice of the rest of his life. What direction will this career take him in? What are the guiding principles that will drive him? What sort of a man does he hope to become? We'll explore these questions and many more as we welcome Luke Erickson to the stage at the Phoenix Theater. Welcome to the program, Luke. Welcome, Luke. Well, thank you so much. Jim, Tom, thank you so much for having me. Ever since we booked it, I've been really excited to do this, so it's great to be here. He is a bluegrass musician. He is a country yeah. musician. Yes, he is. And, and he's got a lot of rockabilly sensibilities. Only 17. Um, do you feel a disconnect with the peers that you go to school with, that you are around on a day-to-day basis? Absolutely. I think I, think I, I like to think of myself as being in a um, generational displacement um, and honestly, if I had it my way, I would have been born in a sweet little town in the 1940s, but I was born in San Francisco in 1998. I'm not complaining about that at all, but I, I think of myself as somewhat of an old-fashioned person, and we're living in a world that's constantly changing. There's a lot going on out there, and you know, I, I certainly do feel disconnected from my peers. What specifically uh, makes you think that you are a victim of generational displacement? Well, I think the thing is, is that if you look, if you go to a junkyard and you look at a car that was built in the 1940s or 50s, you can tell right away that that car was built to last. I'm, I just got my first car. I'm excited about it, but it's a Honda Element. And it's starting to get up there. And believe me, I'm grateful to have this car, but you can tell it's not built to last. It's built to be thrown away. Well, what do you mean by that analogy? Are you talking about people who you go to school with are built to be thrown away? Not not at all. No, I'm talking about a lot of things that are happening in this time. I mean, if you look at marriages these days, I mean, it's always been a tricky thing, but the divorce rate is up to 50%. Yeah. That's an interesting thing, and we don't need to go too, too deep into it, but um, you're, you're kind of old-fashioned. You're sort of conservative compared to the people who uh, are born in 1998. I mean... Mm-hmm. You, you may potentially be more conservative than me and Tom. I was born yeah. in 1984. What year were you born in? I'm 55. Yeah. Yeah. My mom um, is not, quote unquote, from Alabama, but she was born in Alabama, and she's kind of raised me with that Southern-esque feel. And my, my dad is also uh, born in the 50s in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And they're both, I wouldn't say they're old-fashioned, but they, they certainly have that old-timey manner about them. And so I was certainly raised, you know, I was raised, I am being raised, going to church every Sunday. Um, my mom would constantly blare uh, Fox News. And, um, you know, it's just, it's how I was raised. I guess the, the core of my questions about who is Luke Erickson is it's like, is this a character that he's playing because this is the music that he likes? Mm-hmm. Or is this, you know, is this the authentic guy? Yeah. So you say that you were brought to bluegrass festivals when you were younger. You say you were brought to church when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a sense of faith at 17? Absolutely. You absolutely do. Yes. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah, I do. Um, I, my, my sense of faith is very, I don't want to say generic, but I think that anything you believe in is always subject to change. And so I think, you know, I do believe there is a God. And for people listening who don't believe there is a God, 
I'm totally cool with that. I don't want to press what I believe in on other people. Because, I, I mean, um, that's our First Amendment right. That, that was the first thing that the Founding Fathers thought of. It's the freedom of religion, freedom of belief. And um, there's, uh, in my church, something called the Articles of Faith. There's 13 of them. And it's basically um, what, what we believe in. And I think it's Article... I remember these when I memorized these when I was eight, but totally forgot them the second I got my candy and walked out the door. <laughs> um, but I think it's number five that finishes in "Let them worship how, where, or what they may." And I, I think that's really cool that a, uh, an organized religion can respect. Hey, if you want to do that, that's fine. And so I, I believe what I believe. I consider myself to be a slightly spiritual person, but I also am. Uh, open to anything different and I respect other people's beliefs. As you say that, then it makes me think when you make the car analogy that you kind of are big on the family values thing. You you, you think that maybe as a country or as a people, we've kind of lost a sense of um, values. I mean, is that you? Am I describing that properly? Yes, you are. And I don't, I'm not saying like we need to make change. I'm just noticing that, you know, things are changing. And as my bass player, Chris, told me once, the world is going through growing pains. And I think that's absolutely yeah. true. And, you know, I, I think the thing is, is that when I, I you know, we're, we're kind of uh, pointing out here that I was raised with old fashioned values. And I, I, I go to a, a church, a fairly conservative church. And, you know, the, the, the concept of gay marriage is, um, it wasn't necessarily supported. However, in even though I kind of have those old-fashioned dude goggles, I was still able to see from my perspective. Okay, well, there are two people that love each other. There's no reason it, they should get they shouldn't get married. And so that's why I kind of brought up. You know, the world is going through growing pains. Maybe it's not that just we're leaving our old family values, but perhaps maybe we're in the midst of new ones being created. These are things that shape you as a person. And, the and as a musician. And, it, yeah. that's what, and, and by extension, shape your music yeah. and shape why you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have an inclination towards uh, songs that you would hear in church? Um, does your faith bleed into your music? If you listen to the, the Southern Gospel and really the those early roots i'm a sucker for old-timey gospel absolutely and i mean it, yeah, it has shaped our music i mean regardless of which family tree you chase you can chase that blues gospel and just getting down in church and i think that speaks volumes about music itself you know we use it as a tool to celebrate we use it as a tool to convene we use it as a tool to worship and i think that, that's why we all love music. It's because it's something that can really pull us down, can get, get us together as well. Do you have people in your life, either locally or uh, that you'll potentially never meet, who are uh, uh, idols, people that you look to? And can I bring up something at that point? Uh, there is a line in, in one of your songs, When Half Your World Is Gone. Uh, There's a couple lines in there that I find uh, that I'm really impressed with. But one in particular, I wish that I could sit on my back porch with a man I've never known. Who is that man? Who would that man be? So I I love my dad. I really do. Um, But, you know, the thing is that I don't have the healthiest relationship with him. And so, you know, and talking about heroes, and I'm just going to go ahead and tie these two together. You know, of course, you know, I have my, my Opry stars I'll never meet. I have Johnny Cash, I have June Carter, I have those people. 
but I also have people who I go to work with, who I go to church with, who, who walk into my home almost every day. And those people mean a lot to me. And we've, we've had two people here tonight who have been a wonderful set of big brothers for me, Chris Miano and Dave Sampson. Absolutely. Two great players. They play in the band with him later Absolutely. on, which everyone will see. Yep. And, you know, uh, Dave has totally taken me under his wing. He's my producer. He was my first guitar teacher. I work with him. And he's a friend. He's a good guy. And Chris, um, <laughs> he does this fun thing where he likes to pick on me, but you know it's because he loves you. Important to mention about these two individuals is they are quite a bit older than you. Yes. And, you know, if somebody were to just listen to this and think, oh, that's neat, somebody who's two or three or four years older than him he looks up to. No, these individuals are quite a bit older than you and do not need to be playing with you. No, they There's not. no reason in the world. No one's putting a gun to their head that I know of. That's, um, yeah. But they respect your music enough or they respect you enough to put the time in to play with you. Exactly. And that's why that's part of the reason why they've been such great big brothers to me. So, you know, I mean, as you said, and I I was going to bring up, but you stole it from me. They don't have to play it here. They don't have to play here at all. They don't have to talk to me. They don't have to be my friend, but they have been. I think that's that's really great of them. And it's it's really served me well. And I'm proud to say that they're in my life. I want to jump back uh, for a moment. You, you mentioned that there are uh, community members, people in your church who you look to, and we've also talked about your faith a little bit. Um, are there any particular scripture passages or, um, I don't know, sermons that you've been party to that have really been inspirational or have really felt like they sum up the experience you're having? I'd, I'd recite it from the Bible, um, but I think I'd just make an ass of myself. Um, it's James 1.5. And in summary, it basically just says knock and he shall answer. And to me, it he usually in the Bible references to God or Jesus. And to me, it really doesn't mean specifically him in terms of a bit more of the, the bigger scheme of things. I think, you know, just ask for it, work for it, and it'll come to you. And I, I think this is common with a lot of songwriters. There will be times where I'm all, everything's great out here, and then I'll write a song and I'll be like, oh, Okay, and you know there will be times. Um, what I'll, is oh okay? What do you mean? You well, feel I, better after you do it? I feel I feel better after I do it, but I also look at what I'm writing, and it's just like, what's going on here? And you know, I guess what I'm saying is that you'll you'll write something that you didn't know you had in you, or didn't you yeah. you didn't expect to have in you. Um, I think uh, the first song I played acoustic when half your world yeah. is gone. If you want to talk about it a bit there's, more, that's cool. There's a line in there that uh, that blows me away, and and knowing what I know about you, I'm wondering where you got this line. Well, well and it's it's the girl of my dreams turned into a nightmare real fast. Uh, it's hard to do the walking out when you're all that she has left. When you're the only thing she when has, the, it's got to rhyme, Tom. When the, I know that, but it, it was. Uh, you're right, um, and. and uh, <laughs> Where do you come up with that line when you're the only thing she has? Absolutely. Where did you come up with that line? She might be listening, so I'm trying to son of a gun. So this is a uh, this is a, a relationship. No, it's very much past. Um, but basically, you know, I, I had my first love sophomore year, and that was a really great experience for me. And we're still friends, and Absolutely. we're actually be considered best friends. Um, but you know, she she had something um, at home that was very hurtful for her and was very tough. And, you know, as somebody who was doing my best to be there for her and she, you know, I think a lot of us kind of have that fear of letting someone into our lives and kind of 
them snapping us. And so I think basically I was I was somebody that deeply cared about her and did my best to be there for her. And it was hard to see her struggle. It was hard to see her go through a hard time because in my eyes, she didn't deserve that. What did you learn about yourself at the end of your uh, relationship with your first love? Because I've found for myself, and this is a long time ago now, but um, that was a period of, of, of great pain, but also great, <laughs> great introspection. And I learned a lot about myself. I, I felt uh, a sort of pain I had never felt before. Again, touching about what we talked, out, talked about at the beginning is I'm very old fashioned. If I'm going to be here, I'm going to be here, damn it. And, you know, and just loving somebody and making sure that, you know, they have everything they need. And that, you know, I think with a part of my generation is that, you know, we're, we're very insensitive with our dating. Who am I saying we? My generation is very insensitive with their dating. Um, but I, I found that I'm, I am almost a little bit on the husband-like side. And, you know, you, you're not going to hear a lot of 17-year-olds say this in the 21st century, but, okay, if the music doesn't work out, fine. But something I, I find I must do is have a good marriage and have kids. I, I so badly want to be a father somewhere in here. That's a fascinating thing. That has never been a part of my worldview. Uh, Tom, have you ever thought you were going to have children? Uh, no, actually. I, and that's a fascinating yeah. thing. So when but that's, yeah, but, but we are not the norm. We are there are not so many folks out there who... Uh, but at the same time, I can hardly wait to sit with your children and have a conversation with them. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm totally yeah. bringing them to see Uncle Tom. Yeah. Oh. And I, I just wanted to appreciate, I just want to say, I really appreciate that you actually took time to listen to my lyrics oh, yeah. and write them down. I recently went to Nashville, Tennessee, and in the Country Music Hall of Fame, spray paint on the walls right by the elevators is something that Marty Stewart has repeated several times, and it's by the great singer-songwriter Harlan Howard, and uh, he's given a lot of tunes to Buck Owens, and he says that country music is three chords and the truth, and the thing is, is that for me, that's all you need. You have three chords, what you got to say, and you're done. Boom. You don't have to drag it out. It's simple. There you are, and there you have it. You know, I've gotten a minor bit of a flack for writing two simple tunes. Oh, it's just three chords. But, you know, it, it's good. It gets the point across. There it is. This girl's a sweatshirt full of trouble. Yeah. Hey, you were hugging and kissing. <laughs> or even I love you. And th- there's a million songs that say that. But yep. I think that's one of the great things about the simplicity of country music. Tom, you've been watching him play for how long? Yeah, boy, for... Uh, well, four years or so. He was he was a youngster when he showed up, and uh, it's been a gas to watch him play. Earlier you mentioned that perhaps you'd like to check back in in 10 years and oh, see yeah. where he's at, but, well, we, I, but we aren't there yet. We're at I, 17 no, now. We are at 17. I intend to follow him the whole time, but I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, there's going to be uh, such a volume of work coming from this kid. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, the world. That's what I'm hoping for, too. Life in the world happens, so it's it's a mystery. It's this big, dark thing out in front of us. But uh, I suspect there's going to be, uh, when, when uh, 10 years from now, I, I think we could sit down and have an incredible discussion about the music you've played. Yes, sir. And I'm looking forward to that. And we truly appreciate you coming on the show here tonight. It was uh, a lot yeah. of fun to talk with you. Thank you for being so mm-hmm. open about faith and, yeah. and about everything that has shaped you into the man that you are yeah. on the precipice of becoming. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, it, it really has been special here. So well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so Absolutely. much for, for having me, and I, I really appreciate what the Phoenix Theater does. I appreciate what you guys are doing, and it's, it's noble, it's good, 
and it's from the heart. I really appreciate you guys and what you do. What a guy. Everybody else stick around because Luke and two other musicians are going to play some music for us in just a moment. Yep. Thanks, guys. Woke up this morning in a bed that was too small But you know I should feel lucky just to be alive at all I got a message this evening from a brother I don't know and I only hear from my path when he is driving slow Well there's not much in this world I have left just a broken dream and an out self-respect But it's hard to hang on When the half world is gone my dreams turn to a nightmare real fast but it's hard to do the walk now when you're the only thing she has wish I could be on the back porch with a man I've never known in a big old-fashioned sturdy house that I could call my home but well, there's not much in this world I have left just a broken dream and an out self-respect it's hard to hang on when a half the world is gone. Mama cried my shoulder when it shouldn't have been mine well, I can't fix her up again and put her back in line Well, if this can't last forever, I'll move on to brighter days well, You can only have courage when everything's okay Well, there's not much in this world I have left Just a broken dream and out self-respect it's hard to hang on when half the world is gone. I said there's not much in this world I have left. I just a broken dream and an out self-respect. But it's hard to hang on when half the world is.
Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? All my friends have Porsches and I must make amends. I've worked hard all my lifetime, but no help from my friends. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Dialing for dollars is trying to find me. I'll wait for delivery each day until free. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Oh Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? I'm asking you, Lord, please buy the next round. So prove that you love me and buy the next round. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? I'm saying, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? All my friends have Porsches and I must make amends. I've worked hard all my lifetime, but no help from my friends. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Oh Lord, won't you 
Mercedes-Benz All my friends have Porsches And I must make amends I've worked hard all my lifetime But now from my friends Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz Oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV Dialing for dollars is trying to find me I wait for delivery each day until free Oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV So prove that you love me by the next round. Oh Lord, won't you buy me not on the town? I said, Lord, won't you buy me Mercedes Benz? All my friends have Porsches, and I must make amends. I've worked hard all my lifetime, but now from my friends. Oh Lord, won't you buy me? Where you like to hold me in the palm of your hand And I can't fall through like a grain of sand Sometimes feels like I will never be free But you throw your head back and you laugh away Well I'm telling you You'll be sorry someday Go ahead and laugh in hallway Well, it's funny how all the things that you say Have different little meanings every single day Then you talk to me until the cows come home Well, you buy me things so I'll be in debt Well, listen to me not to repay you yet Even if it takes me 20 years But you swat your hand and you say it's fine But everything I Will never be mine Leaving no choice but to walk my own Well it's funny how all the things that you say Have different little meanings every single day Talk me until the cows come home Here comes the train Drinking an attitude, it's got me thinking Maybe that it's time I step away 
But you keep me here in a prison cell And when I'll be free, I can never tell If I find I'll see you back in hell Well, it's funny how all the things that you say Have different little meanings every single day Talk to me until the cows come Well, you like to hold me in the palm of your hand And I can't fall through like a grain of sand Sometimes feels like I will never be free But you throw your hand back and you laugh away When I'm telling you now you'll be sorry someday Go ahead and laugh it all away Well, it's funny how all the things that you say Have different little meanings every single day Talk me until the cows come home I set your time at 10 And it's a half past 4 Well I know what you did Don't you lie to me anymore Cause you were hugging and a kissing Doing around Cause you were hugging and a kissing Doing around Well I know what you did It's talk of the whole town I was waiting by the door until half past four. I was waiting by the door until half past four. Well, I know what you did, you can't hide it anymore. Cause you were hugging and a kissing, chewing around. Cause you were hugging and a kissing, chewing around. Well, I know what you did, it's talk of the whole town. got shoes in your hands and a light in your eye. You got shoes in your hands and a light in your eye. If I see this again, I know I'm going to die. Cause you were hugging and a kissing, chewing around. Cause you were hugging and a kissing, and chewing around. Well, I know what you did, it's talk of the whole town. Set your time at ten, and it's a half past four. I set your time at ten, and it's a half past four. Well, I know what you did. Don't you lie to me anymore? and style like you wouldn't believe the beauty in her eyes is something you can't conceive well it's the way she walks and talks you won't believe well she just pretty jail bait and she's got me seeing that well 
but you can spot her glare from miles away But when you know she's coming, there's nothing you can say Why don't you keep me away? Don't see me no more, well she's just pretty jail bait She's a sweatshirt full of trouble She's a sweatshirt full of trouble, that's a word around town One day with her and you're gonna go down She's a sweatshirt full of trouble, can't you hear what I say? When she's walking down the hall, you better look the other way Here she comes, she's walking down the hall She's got her high heels on, make herself look tall Why don't you keep me away, don't see me no more Well she just pretty jail bait, and she's got me seeing dumb Oh well she's throwing guys in jail, and a working the judge And none of her stuff is gonna show up on drudge Well she's got no proof, of what they did Well she just pretty jail bait She's a sweatshirt full of trouble She's a sweatshirt full of trouble That's a word around town One day with her and you're gonna go down She's a sweatshirt full of trouble Can't you hear what I say? When she's walking down the hall You better look the other She looks across the hall at the high school dance Just turn your head away and say that there's no chance Just resist the urge, no matter how she moves She's just pretty jail bait, and she's got me seeing double She had class and style, like you wouldn't believe The beauty in her eyes is something you can't conceive It's the way she walked and talked, but you won't believe Well, she's just pretty jail bait She's a sweatshirt full of trouble She's a sweatshirt full of trouble That's a word around town One day with her and you're gonna go down She's a sweatshirt full of trouble Can't you hear what I say? When she's walking down the hall You better look the other way Railroad class got dismissed The style ran out The troublemaking days are over and now she sweat your tongue up, it don't fit no more. Well, she just pretty jail bait. She's a sweatshirt full of trouble.